Um, okay, let's just start. Okay. I feel we already started. In this episode of Theme Team Problems, episode <laughs> number, I don't know. Right? Do you remember? Uh, I do not remember our current numbering system. Alright, that's good. And this is our first uh, post-beginning of pandemic episode in a while. Yes. But that's good. We're here with a slightly different format. Uh, the format being uh, randomness. So, uh, should we introduce ourselves first? Randy Gomez is me, and you is... Oh, <laughs> I is uh, Chad. That is good. Okay, so now that we've introduced each other, let's introduce the show even more. So yeah. in this episode of Theme Team Problems, what we've done is we correlated all uh, the up uh, all the Golden Age stuff, all yes. the Golden Age Hero Click sets, and numbered each one, which comes out to one hundred thirty-eight at the moment, as of. May of twenty twenty. I mean, as of whenever you compiled it, you compiled it in May. Um, no. <laughs> ah, so it's possibly different by the time we're recording this, and by okay, the time it gets to... you're ruining the movie magic. <laughs> but I'm enforcing the random aspect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, as of my collecting the numbers it's one it was 138 and with that we did it we used a random number generator to find a random set and then a random figure within that set and we're gonna talk about it and we already did it we got number 111 which came out to the fast four snick fury agents of shield and then we got a two which was agent colson yes and uh, did you get this Fast Force when it came out? Uh, I did. I try to, if I'm able to, get every Fast Force and or starter set. Because there are sometimes sneaky figures in there that become very popular or very useful depending on once they actually hit the play field. And there are weird combinations you can use for them. Uh, one prime example that I think a lot of people would be aware of is the Scarlet Witch that came from oh. uh, one of the Avengers sets. I, I, and she I, was like, yeah, 25 and 50 points and just like amazing TK ability and prob. And she was like, she made the Fast Force itself like cost four times as much as what it normally would cost. And I think her itself was like a $50 figure. It it was crazy for what it was at the time because of what that piece was able to do. So just in general, I try to pre-order stuff before like you never previews know, come right? out. Yeah. Like just so at the very least, even if I'm not one of those people who like gets 10 of them and tries to sell them at an outrageous price, I at least want one that I didn't have to pay an outrageous price for. Wasn't the one you're talking about? From X-Men and versus the Avengers? I believe it was. You know what? Um, I could, I'm could. probably wrong. Because I don't remember. I'm trying to remember which actual set it was. Was without it the Chaos looking, uh, one? No. It was the Chaos War one, yeah. It, it wasn't the 
it wasn't the X-Men Avengers one, but that was another good Scarlet Witch. It was the Chaos Wars Fast Forces, and it was her and five pieces that nobody cared about. Honestly, I don't remember there being a Chaos War Fast Forces at all. Because it sold out very quickly, wow. and nobody can get their hands on it afterwards. That set in general was kind of hard to... I didn't get a lot of pieces. I just remember there was a lot of pieces that people really wanted. Sentry Void, like all the chases, uh, oh, the yeah. Giant Men, the, the Ultron, the Ultron drones, a the Gravity Feed. That vision? Oh yeah, the, the Gravity Feed Ultron uh, that looked like Janet Pym. Yeah. Janet Van Dyne. Uh, Van Dyne. From the Mighty Avengers run. Yes. Yes. Frank Cho art. Yes, yes. Okay. So, yeah, okay. So, Fast Forces, you know, are worth getting a lot of the time. Because, you know, there's that. Also, they're very useful, I feel. I've used them before at tournaments before. And they're at least very balanced for points. You know what I mean? True. Was it you or somebody else that we knew that we went to a game and we didn't know it was constructed or they didn't know it was constructed and they're just like, oh, I guess I'll just buy this Fast Force and see what's what? Um, that sounds like me. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. If, and if I recall, you did pretty well <laughs> with not having pre-made a team and just getting the Fast Force off the shelves. Okay, I think it was me and I think it was the Rogues. Actually, that sounds right. Yeah, because, well, I wanted that anyway, so it was, like, yes. cool. And, like, well, constructed team, it evens out. I think it was 300 points, and they're all, like, 75. That sounds right, yeah. And, yeah, I did pretty good, if I remember correctly. I won at least a game. You know, yes. And it was kind of difficult just because I had to learn on the fly what the characters did. True, pieces but, you never played before. <laughs> yeah, but it's, like, wow, it was cool and like i played on the map the flash museum map which is still one of my favorite maps oh yeah it's such a good map like it's still to this day one of my favorite maps it was like one of the best purchases i've made here at clicks yes. and also another time i did the same thing another time before like way before the fast forces for watchmen oh yeah i think that's my first that's around the time i started playing i think because that yeah, was one of my first great. fast force purchases and I just like I just really wanted the Watchmen because I like the movie a lot. Yeah, and the book. I'm not. I ain't no fake geek boy. <laughs> but at the time, I was really into the movie specifically. Yes, and now like everybody 12. can agree that the series was amazing. Everyone who's seen it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, Fast Forces are always a good investment in general. Like I said, for game balance, for like learning stuff, getting stuff. You know, you get dice, you get maps a lot of the time, rule books sometimes. Uh, at that time, yeah, you were able to get all that stuff in the Fast Forces. Oh, I don't know about modern times then. See, see now, mostly what a Fast Force is, is just the pieces. Uh, and they have their dice and token packs as a separate thing, and they have starter sets, which are the pieces and the maps. Sometimes dice, I believe, sometimes not still, mm -hmm. 
sometimes scenarios to well, help the increase the value. Have dice. Yeah, the tokens will have dice. The starter sets, I think, sometimes they they reduced them. They made them tiny dice for a little while, and I think that the actual products called starter sets now do still come with dice, but I haven't seen the most recent ones. They probably do. They should. Hopefully they, should. they still do. I never thought about that. Huh. That sucks. But I always find it helpful that, um, well, people have been playing for so long that they have a lot of extras of certain stuff like that. And yes. I don't know, like, for example, you you've been, you were cool with me when I was first starting out, and you gave me a lot of hand-me-downs, basically, of starter stuff. Uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the introductory stuff that you would normally get in a starter set, like, oh, you know, you need dice, you need tokens, you need objects, you need this, you need that, and then you can go, and you, that's pretty much what you need to get started. Yeah, so it, it always helps to have a group or know people who play the game beforehand. Yes, because people and players like me who do get a lot of starter sets or like me who gets every starter set and fast force that they can uh, will have all that extra stuff. It's like, okay, well, I don't need four sets of objects and terrain markers and then this and that. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. It helps for young players a lot of the time. I was, you know, it was before I had a job. I was still in high school and shit. Yes. So, yeah. And, uh, okay, let's want to actually talk about the figure we're here to talk about. So, uh, Agent Coulson. Yeah, Agent Coulson. Uh, four out of five stars on HG Realms. And I believe that. Yeah. And, uh, you see, uh, he's really good. He has a 75 point and I think 50 point. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of them had that, uh, had that, uh, point value set up to where... You could do a team of four at 300. You could do a team of, of, of six at 300 if you all bumped them low to their lower lower pieces. Yeah, 50 and 75. Uh, it's, um, I, I like how they do that more now, you know? Yeah. Some people are annoyed by that, but I, I like the option for filling yeah, out a lot points. Of times, a lot of times you would have, like, a specific type of grouping of characters and it was very difficult to put them on a lower point team, which I think was the point of a fast force was here, take this group of characters, you can make a team out of this and just start playing immediately without really having to put too much thought into team building. Hmm. Oh, it, it, it does make a lot of sense because like, if you have a bunch of characters with the lower point, you could theoretically play most, if not all, the figures in that team. And like, I don't know, for somebody... Th that sounds like an incentive to use that team, you know? And depending on the, you know, ATA... Sorry, the... What do you call it? The team ability. You know, well, you right. could, like, use a lot of your movements. You know, like, if you... A bunch of Avengers low-point pieces, you got them at least all moving during your turn. Yeah, when you have six characters as your standard little package... And you have them at it, they all have a 50-point line. Well, great, now I can play all six in a 300-point standard game right out the gate. And then if I wanted to, I can mix and match and play them at higher different point values and play some higher, some lower, and really figure out, like, how, what's my play style? What does this piece excel at on its different starting lines? 
how would I play it? Do I play a long game? Do I play a close-up game? Do I have two characters next to each other for a certain reason? I know this Fast Force in particular, I believe they all had the trait uh, field team backup. Yes. Where they would get uh, the bonus. Let's see what it says here. Uh, when Agent Coulson, oh, you're reading. I have it in front of me. Yeah. When Agent Coulson is attacking a single character, if another friendly character with this trait has line of fire to that target, Agent Coulson can use probability control. And I think the wording on that is the same for all of them. And that's that whole little uh, synergy that they have focused more on now with some of the newer Fast Forces. But it was very useful and nice to see in this kind of set. very annoying, yeah. Uh, When you can pull it off, yeah. it, It would be. Most things with this game are that. If you can pull them off, they're very annoying. Yeah, if you can make something work together, whether it was meant to or not, sometimes it's annoying. Like, but I, like most I like chance figures, it's like, yeah, if you can get that to like uh, speed tokens for speedsters, like if you can get if you can get ten, yeah, that would be cool. But like, uh. usually you're good with five. Yeah. But, like, this one, let's see, what's the other trait? He has a common reinforcements is the other trait. Yeah, give Agent Coulson a power action and choose another friendly character of equal or less points that share a keyword with him and has no action tokens. Place that character adjacent to Agent Agent Coulson. Actually, that works really well with the other trait. Uh, It does, because what you could do is you could do the power action them next to you have the two of you with line of fire to a character now the other piece you just brought in can target and now colson can give the other character probability control oh and they have the shield team ability and they'd be adjacent to each other and they would help each other out that way too with the range yep and possibly damage oh wow actually that's a lot of synergy right there like because you could do a lot of damage at that point, especially depending on where he is on his dial. Like, if you have him at half points doing that without wit, like, think yep. about that. Like, Take out your defense ability and, yeah, just go to town. Damn, that is... That's actually really good with uh, shield. Yeah, because, like, most of the shield pieces are, like, lower points anyway, so that works out. Yeah, I really enjoyed some of the shield pieces that came out in the um, the newer set. The uh, which was that set? Uh, I believe it was Captain America in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Uh, they had a low low point uh, uh, shield agent that was uh, I think thirty points. It it worked really well on shield teams to just kind of like pad the the points on it. And was very useful. They had an ability where if somebody else with the shield keyword moves, you could place them adjacent to them. So, like a carry, like a free movement, like, oh, I'm across the map, hey, come over here. And now you have the shield TA and whatever else they could do, and they're, you know, haven't attacked yet with no action tokens. And it shows that whole, like, uh, swarm where you have just, oh, well, I'm one piece, well, now I'm four pieces. Right. I'm liking I'm liking this figure. I'm liking this set. I, you know, they're not necessarily um, what do you call it? Uh, 
big hitters, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I like, is, you know, these are all normal, everyday people, humans, shield agents, decent abilities, like running shot, the psychic blast, just to show his, you know, variety. Weaponry, shield tech. Yeah, I forget what the flavor text was specifically for uh, his powers, but it made sense of why he was able to deal out three damage. Uh, big, I bet it's called Big Gun from Avengers that shot Loki. <laughs> Maybe. It might, it might be. Yeah, because it's he doesn't have crazy stats. You know what I mean? Like, you can make an argument like. Uh, like, I don't know, three damage with Psychic Blast. I don't know, that's a little crazy, but not game-ending, you know what I mean? Unless yeah. it's, like, later in the game. And it probably would be explained away by, you know, oh, it's a it's a shield tech thing, it's a, it's a this, it's a that. That's why I'm able to have this attack value, or this power, or this damage output. It's very interesting. So, like, okay... So at 75 points, he starts out with uh, energy shield deflection, 17 defense. So you want to get up close to him to hit him. Yeah. Because if not, you have to hit a 19, which is, you know, for most, it's at least annoying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you have a 10 attack, that's a 9 or better. And, you know, odds are better hitting a 7 than a 9. And then once you do, depending on how much damage, he becomes all up close. And like, yeah, he, and he shifts to and, toughness and combat reflexes, outwit, close combat expert. And at the same time, you can get him out of there with the trait. Uh, I think his trait. Because don't the other figures have the same thing? I can get him out of there. Uh, the call and reinforcements. I'm not sure. Let me double check. I'm, they all have the other trait. The probability control trait. Mm -hmm. I believe he's the only one with the call and reinforcement. That calls in reinforcements, but everybody else oh. has field team backup. Still, it can still you can still do some synergy with that depending on the figures you're calling in. Because yeah, okay, let's say you have close. You're on the last dial. Let's say the very last dial. Ten attack. You know, combat close combat expert. Not super crazy. You know, you still have to take a chance. You know, but let's say you have another lower point shield piece with um with something like uh, empower. It's like yeah. okay, cool, or someone with perplex, which you know in shield, there's a lot of that. It's like true. There's a lot of things you can do with these, and I, like you said, it's like none of them are doing crazy stuff, but they kind of swarm you. Yeah, if you could have them work together, it's a it's a force to deal with. Hmm. And that's the thing, with this in particular Fast Force, all of them were equal or lesser points. Every one of them was either 75 or 50 points. So that would work on anyone who came in the box with him. Hmm. Interesting. Did, I have a question. Did you ever play this figure? Or any I, of the stuff from this Fast Force? I played a few things. I believe I played the Agent May for sure okay. from this Fast Force. I played, I think, the Fitz and or Simmons. I for sure played the Henry. Um, 
bystander that came with this. Oh, the robot monkey? Yes, because his only special power was he can use Empower and Enhancement for 15 points. <laughs> and he's but, tiny. And he's tiny, so anybody can just carry him with him. And even so, he has space and teleport. God damn so. it. That is a that is a combination. Yeah, it was uh, it was worth it for the people who got a couple of fast horses just for that piece. Hmm. So people are looking to get that specifically when it came out. I think a few people tried to seek out that piece in particular. Yes. Huh. Interesting. Did you play? When you played this fast force or these figures, did you play it at a tournament or was it a home game? Because I, I play, us playing, I don't remember you playing these figures. I don't know if I played these ones for a home game. I think, yeah, when I did play them in some combination, it was, I think, with other pieces from the main Nick Fury and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. set with a little mix and match. Um, and it was probably a constructed tournament somewhere, yes. Okay. Huh. But you don't have a recollection of what it was? Uh, I don't, because I know that I know the the combination I used a lot was I believe from the main set hmm. two fixes that were able to pop out hoverbots hmm. and at least one Simmons because the hoverbots were able to take the damage power are use the, are you able to use the damage power through the hover bots with anybody named Fitz or Simmons? So that was quite useful because I think one of them started with enhancement and the other one started with outwit. So you were able to move the hover bots, keep the actual figures, which were low points if I remember correctly, uh, somewhere back in the map, and still do a lot of shenanigans with it. Yeah. I like that. I like this shield shenanigans is always a thing. Yeah. Like, I remember Captain America set, like, even those, like, you know, they weren't great. That older Captain America set, I like, but I did like their shield pieces. I remember constructing teams with those shields. And, like, yeah. Again, swarm teams, like, very fun. A lot of the yeah, time. It, was easy. it was easy to make a team of, of you know, partly generic, partly low point named characters and make a very decent team that you weren't going to get outmoved on you know you were going to be restricted by however many points the game was but you were never going to be out action by you know some other team because generally you had like four to five more pieces than anyone else you were going to go up against mm -hmm. it hmm, i don't a lot of this is like i don't know showing me like i don't know the game's uh, the balance of the game has changed in a way it it shifts it shifts you know side to side up and down throughout the years and it's you try to find the balance i feel it's and... in a good spot and like the, these shield figures show it's like it's a very good spot because like you can build a swarm team to take out like you know big ass pieces yeah but I, you would think... it would take some effort because you need to coordinate true i but i think they're the 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 you know, game designers are a little more aware of partly, you know, what they put out and how they word things and what combinations they make and trying to predict, oh, how is this going to interact with this as opposed to, 
well, let's make this set, and it's going to have this theme, and everyone's going to be close combat, or everyone's going to be ranged, or everyone's going to be high-costed, and not really consider, well, how is this going to mix with the past two sets and the next three sets coming up mm. that are they're all going to be part of the same modern for, like, uh, two years, give or take, and, you know, what, what are those interactions, and let's try to reduce the amount of clarifications and rules changes and erratas that we have to put out, you know, yeah. the day the set comes out because we didn't realize beforehand what these pieces were going to do. Yeah, because the game, for sure, you know, compared to something like Yu-Gi-Oh! tries not to do post, you know, like erratas, you know? Yeah, like it's the modern and that's kind of what they focus on and everything else is just, well... Whatever we said before, that probably still applies. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm liking the modern balance. Like you could tell around this time, you know, it's still a little shaky with the balance, I guess, comparatively to now. Where I feel, yeah, I like this current balance of lower point pieces. Yeah, I think they're trying to understand and counteract the power creep of well, let's just make everything stronger to beat the old strong stuff. Okay, let's make the next stuff even stronger to beat the current strong stuff. You know, the standard mm-hmm. the standard anime storyline of, oh, we beat the bad guy. What are we going to do now? Oh, it's all right. There's another batter guy we have to face next week. No, you see, I am Super Saiyan, but he's <laughs> Super Saiyan 2. <laughs> so okay. now I have to train for half a season to also become Super Saiyan 2. Oh, but it's too late because that's already out of style because I'm Super Saiyan 3. Yeah, well, I was training to be 2. He was training to be 3. Okay, but he <laughs> is Super Saiyan Mystic, which means he has the same level as a Super Saiyan 3 without the transformation. Okay, but... <laughs> now I'm a Super Saiyan God, but now I'm a Super Saiyan God Blue, but now I have Super Saiyan God Blue with a Kaioken times 20 multiplier. But as soon as I had that, real God showed up, and we had to fight them next. Actually, <laughs> the show, uh, yeah, it does get multiversal after a point, so yeah, you're kind of right. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <sighs> I'm aware. Okay. But um, I like that the game, instead of doing that, you know, is trying to get away from that. Yeah, it's trying to get away from, like, either the tentpole piece where this is your only figure in a 300-point game or you have to play a 600-point game and instead constructed it to be like, okay, well, we're going to make decent, functional lower point pieces that just have a a shorter dial but can still do amazing things and work together with the other pieces from this set and other sets and do something similar and you can have four to six pieces on a team as opposed to one or two and usually the same one or two in any kind of comparative environment uh, in any kind of uh, uh, competitive environment at a tournament where you have, you know, the top 16 and, you know, 14 of them would be some slight variation of the same kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember, like, uh, was it uh, 
Kid Zoom or some shit and Metreon and like Oh, it was the um No, the worst one. Not the worst Inertia? one. I'm sorry. There, there's a lot of bad ones. Uh oh one of the ones I remember the most <laughs> was <laughs> Metron and Nightcrawler. <gasps> yes, that night that Nightcrawler. That one. That that combination Web of Spider Man uh, and uh Web of Spider-Man, Nightcrawler, and uh, what? Made, what's that? Was Metreon? Was it um? Justice League? No. Was it Crisis? Crisis? That sounds maybe. I didn't play them. So. Arkham. Oh, was it? I think it wait, was it Arkham Asylum. Because they it had been Superboy Asylum. Prime in that one, so. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was the same set. And then the other one was, I believe, also Web of Spider-Man, and it was really just the Cosmic Spider-Man. Fuck that, dude. And that's all you really needed. And with the right map, you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm just going to sit here and wreck your shit. I'm never going to forget. I'm never going to forget that fucking kid who came to the tournament for the first (laughs) Infinity Gauntlet, where it's like, yeah, I get it. Your dad's rich, because I see him playing his expensive team. It was... Oh, I'm I'm gonna be salty forever, <laughs> because what it was, it was it was that web of Spider Man. It was Golden Age, so it was like, it was a web of Spider Man, uh, cosmic, and uh, th- did he? I think it was just that what he used, but he just went into the wall, like, and I couldn't do anything. I'm like, okay, I just died slowly. Yeah, I forgot. And, like the name I didn't of do it. enough damage to go through the walls. Yeah, I forgot the name of the actual map, but there was just a giant... It was symmetrical, so there were two giant pieces of blocking terrain, and because how Cosmic Spider-Man worked, he was able to shoot through the blocking, uh, break a blocking somewhere in the middle, wherever he wanted it to be, phase into there, or fly into there, sit there to where you couldn't touch him, and with his... 14 range and ability to shoot through blocking would just ping you for however much damage he had and after like three or four turns your whole team was just dust and you couldn't touch him yep okay. and if if you were able to actually break through he and would get leave to him he would leave pop into the other blocking and start the whole process all over again uh, uh, okay Okay. Yeah. If we keep, this episode is just gonna be complaining about pieces we don't like, but I thought that I thought that was the point of the podcast. Kind of, but I feel. I it's, mean, really, isn't that the point of every podcast? To talk about HeroClix? Well, <laughs> eh, if you think about it, aren't we all talking about podcasts? Wait, I believe so. <laughs> you? I know I am. Okay, I feel. That's a good wrap-up point for Agent Coulson. Is there any last things you want to say about Fast Force Agent Coulson? Um, oh, it does tie into another episode we'll do eventually in our chaos, which is uh, characters that appeared in other medium based on comics that then transferred back into the comics area but weren't originally formed in the comics. We'll think of a better title for that, but that's oh, yeah, our that's separate... Just a very, that, that's just a very bad description, but Agent Coulson appeared in 
you know, an MCU movie based on comic book properties and then got folded into the comics. Eventually, we'll get to that in our separate podcast, Comic Mistakes. Yes, that's the one. But what are we listening to now? We're listening to Theme Team Problems with... Chad. And... Randy. Yes. And thanks for listening. We'll talk about a different figure next time. I, I, you want to do this whole random number generator thing? I did a lot of uh, effort in counting all the things. Yes, let's use all your hard work and, and keep this the same format. It seemed to work well the very first time. I'm sure it'll work well every time afterwards. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay, see yeah. ya. Okay, bye. bye.